0: Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hey, welcome to my basement. The Jaguars are in the playoffs. The Dolphins are in the playoffs. And right now as we're recording this, the Seahawks are going to try to kick a game-winning kick against the Rams. That's where we are right now. Which will get them in and then do determine where if they're gonna Packers and Lions thing is gonna happen. It's all happening live right now. And I'm just gonna do the show. I'm in here, the TV room, I keep putting my head on the basket, is out there where my son is playing Roblox. So there's all kinds of commotion here on a Sunday night. Most importantly, amazing day of football. Bill's game was insane. Uh, the Cowboys looked terrible. I don't know what the Chargers were doing. There's so much to get into, I promise. I'm going to come over here, but my staff has to keep me updated on what's going on with the Seahawks and the Rams. Let's go back to home base camp. Oh my gosh, so much to talk about. Like I said, the Dolphins are in the playoffs. Incredibly, improbably, with their third-string quarterback. They got in. The Jaguars got in on Saturday. The Jags will play the Chargers in the Wild Card round. The Bills will play the Dolphins for the third time this year in the Wild Card round. The Bengals will play the Ravens for the third time this year in the Wild Card round. The Ravens are so strange. I don't understand. There's, there's like Lamar is just this mystery, and it's not being talked about enough. And is he going to play next week? Is he ever going to play for the Ravens again? It's so strange. But they play Burrow again. And the, the Bengals look amazing. And Burroughs in the locker room smoking a cigar, it's all insane. Okay, but most importantly, Patriots win the toss, they defer, they like to kick off, and then Naeem Hines of the Buffalo Bills makes this this glorious, almost religious feeling event as he runs through the crisp western New York air all the way for a touchdown in the first play since, oh my gosh, since is Damar Hamlin. Went down and has not gotten back up. Missed field goal, oh no! The Seahawks missed the kick. This is happening right now live. So they're going to OT. All right, so immediately we have to start thinking, what happens if the Seahawks and the Rams tie? All right, so imagine this. Imagine you're the Detroit Lions. You need the Rams to win this game in order for your game to matter against the Packers. So the Seahawks missing that kick was massive. I don't know what they're doing. Right now as we're recording this, the Rams are about to play the Packers. So I don't know. You're in a road locker room. Are people like crammed into the visiting training room watching on TVs to see if their game matters? So interesting to me. Anyway, uh, Damar Hamlin, of course, we've been talking about it all week, and then the Naheem Naheem Hines thing is unbelievable. Uh, We saw our guy Josh after the game saying it was like a spiritual experience, and he teared up, and he, God is real, and it was just insane. I've gotten tweets from people who were at the game in Western New York that as he head down the sideline and he crosses the goal line and holds the ball out, that people were crying and hugging and they felt like something really special had happened because it had just unbelievable. Incredible, incredible thing. And then to double dip and it hit him again. <laughs> it was nuts. As soon as Hines rounded the corner in that first one, I knew he was gone because Naheem Hines is really fast. Uh he might be the fastest Buffalo Bill I don't know, but it was unbelievable. And then to hit him again. And you know the thing about that game was the Patriots really came to play. And for a lot of the game Mac Jones looked great. And they took that one to the chin to start the game. But then were totally the Bills equal for a few quarters. Tied after one. Tied at halftime, 14-14. And they were ready and they were good. Um, but it was just too much Bills. And then Josh started hitting bombs. And he hasn't hit bombs in a long time. They said it on the broadcast. Their longest touchdown passes for weeks and even months have not been that long. Uh, but, man, did they hit them in this one. Just an unbelievable thing. Unbelievable afternoon. So fun to watch. The Jaguars are in the playoffs. You understand how special that is? It's an incredible thing. The Jaguars went from having the number one pick in the draft this year to the playoffs. That has not happened since the 2013 Chiefs, almost a decade ago, when they took Eric Fisher and then got to the playoffs the next year, number one overall. You know who was on that staff, on that that Chiefs staff? Doug Peterson. That's the man. I love Doug Peterson. It's incredible what he's done. Imagine going to Jacksonville. In the rubble of this urban mire, disgusting mess that he left, and then you start whatever were what they one and six, three and six, three and seven, just disaster. And now you're in the playoffs. You won the division. They're going to play at home next week in the playoffs. The Chargers go across the country to that crazy stadium in Duval County with the pool and the half-naked mascot. It's an unbelievable thing. I just keep saying it. It's just been a fantastic day. Jaguars host. The Chargers, Bills host the Dolphins. Bengals host the Ravens. Um, I can't believe what's going on in the Seahawks-Rams game, too. This is electric action. This is why you tune in, guys. This is why you lift all those weights. This is why you're an NFL fan for right now. This is great. Uh, the other thing I want to hit on, um, the Bears getting the number one pick is, is, is really cool for, for the Bears because they haven't had it since the 1940s. Think about that. We're seen some bad Bears teams. Some awful Bears teams. They've had a lot of terrible teams over the last 30 years. Some good ones, some great ones, some terrible ones. They've never had the number one overall pick ever since the 40s. They had it twice in the 1940s. One of those picks was on a guy named Tom Harmon, who is Mark Harmon's father. Mark Harmon, like from NCIS, whatever that show is, and Summer School, and all those great movies from the 80s. That's how long it's been. They have the number one overall pick because of an inexplicable uh, plan of attack by their former head coach, Lovey Smith, and the Texans, who now have the number two overall pick, despite definitely being the worst team in the NFL from wire to wire. They still don't get the number one overall pick, and we will continue to talk about that. But you know what? As we wait for this hilarious Seahawks-Rams game to wrap up, it's still going on with Packers-Lions waiting in the wing. The last game of the regular season is Packers-Lions. It's Sunday night football. I'm sitting here. It's Sunday evening on the East Coast. So excited to talk to you. So glad you're here.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Oh,
0: yes. A beautiful tune on a beautiful night. The Seahawks hit the upright on their field goal in front of their home fans at the end of regulation. They won the toss, took the ball. They're now looking at a third and 10. Remember, the new overtime rules don't kick into the playoffs. So as close as we are, we're not there yet. If the Seahawks were to score a touchdown on this drive, which they did not, they just punted, so now it's over. So now if the Rams do anything, if the Rams kick a field goal here, oh my gosh. All right, I'm getting texts from real-time big important people. I'm gonna do a blind item here. I just got a text from an NFL GM of a team that is going to the playoffs. They did not qualify today. It is not the Buffalo Bills. And he just said, LFG exclamation point. It's not a creative text, but it's one of my favorite GMs. And they—that that team will be playing next weekend. I'll text you later. Um, all right, all kinds of things going on. The Rams have the ball. It, remember, if the Rams win, so basically, if the Rams kick a field goal on this next drive, the Seahawks are eliminated in front of their home fans, and Lions-Packers becomes a true win in-game tonight. That is electric. But I promised awards, so I will get to them. Let's get, as we have each and every Sunday night throughout the season, to the Karen Hill why-did-you-do-that coaching decision, Henry and Karen, get after it, you couple of crazy kids. Why
1: did you do that? Why? What hell did Why I did you do that, Karen?
0: Why did the Texans win that game? why did they do that there's this whole argument about these are football players and they play football and their job is to win games of course it is of course it is it's not about the players the texans as an organization their business is about winning football games no it's not that's a lie their business is about doing business properly properly That would mean if you have an opportunity to get the number one overall pick, you make sure that happens. I mean, everyone, oh, that's so good for the Texans. That's great. They never give up. Screw that. That's how things happen, where you're the Texans year after year after year. Oh my God, we got an interception. No. Was Baker just intercepted? Baker was intercepted by Quandre Diggs at the Seattle 32. Seattle runs out of bounds at the 36. So now Seattle has the ball on their own 36. Looks like Baker chucked one deep and just went for Van Jefferson and got picked off. All right, so now the Seahawks just need a field goal. I'm sure they're talking about this on the broadcast, but we're now potentially in reality of a tie. There's 824 left in overtime. If they tie, that is gonna throw the biggest monkey wrench into all of this. Oh, that's great. Anyway, listen, the Houston Texans, I I give no points for winning. To the players, sure. Play hard, whatever. Do what you gotta do. Davis Mills, it's not about them. It's about the organization. It's about the coaches. If you want to lose a game, and and it's certainly to your advantage to lose that game, there are ways. There are ways. You just say screw it to subtlety and you pull your best players and you say, we're putting in these guys. And you say, well, the fans deserve- no, no, no. Never mind what the fans think in some stupid Week 18 game against the Colts that they don't care about. What they care about is that you bring in the best possible players, and that you get the number one pick, and you are the bell of the ball at the draft. Do you understand that now the Bears, who are huge winners in this, this is a unique situation in which the number one overall pick in the draft, the Bears, don't need a quarterback and won't be looking for one. That's exciting because it's trade time, baby. That means that the Bears are saying, We're open for business to the highest bidder. Come all the way up and take the number one pick in the draft. Do you know who's one of the teams who might need to trade all everything that is not nailed down up there to get the number one pick? The Texans. (laughs) They might have to do that. So you're like, well, you wouldn't have had to if you just put in... Joe Schmo off the practice squad and feed him to the Wolves and God bless him, but you lose 31 to 20 to the Colts and you know what, who the hell cares? You respect those players, great, but you're trying to run a business here and the business directly profits from having the best shot at the best player, which they gave up for some cockamamie moral victory at the end of the season because they never quit, great. The Houston Texans have a long, rich history of just stringing together dynasties and personnel and just winning and winning and winning. So I'm sure they have a plan and they know what they're doing. Listen, if the Steelers were doing this stuff, not that they'd be in position to do it, I'd say whatever, you're the Steelers. You have equity, you got skins on the wall, you can do whatever you want. It's fine. It's the Texans. Take the number one pick. Don't win the game. And of course you're not going to ask the players to drop passes and stuff. You don't let them. You empty the bench. There are ways. This happens all the time. You can be subtle about it, or you can say, hey, listen, we like that quarterback, we're gonna go get him, and I don't care what you think of us, and fans who bought tickets to Week 18 against the Colts, what did they think that was gonna be? (laughs) The Ice Bowl? That was gonna be an instant classic? They knew what time it was. I'd be willing to bet if you asked the Texans fans who went to that game, they went to that game hoping there would be a loss. I can't spend that much time talking about the Texans. Oh my God, Jose Walker, 20-yard run for the Seahawks. The Seahawks are at the 27-yard line. So if they don't gain another yard, it's a 44-yard field goal, which again, would eliminate the Detroit Lions. My sweet, sweet Dan Campbell Lions are out if the Seahawks make this field goal. Oh, man, alright. But then the Seahawks would need them to still win to beat the Packers, because the Seahawks still need help. Let's move on. Let's go to the Take a Lap Award. What was Brandon Staley doing playing his players? What what was that? So, the Chargers uh, go against the the crappy Broncos. The Chargers are in the playoffs. The Chargers are going to Jacksonville next week to play in a wild card game, it's awesome. Chargers playoff game, God bless them. I love what the Chargers did this year, it's really cool. They were so anti-Charger that they had their spot locked up before the weekend even started. They just wanna know who they're gonna play. They're gonna play the Jaguars. So then you go into this game against the, the, uh, the Broncos and Brandon Staley marches out Herbert and Eckler and Bosa and Mike Williams, Mike Williams, their excellent receiver who gets injured and carted off through the locker room with some sort of back injury. Staley, what are you doing? Why would you play them? Even if you believe in the you know, I want to get in the routine, and football players play football, and I want to get them some reps and keep them fresh. Fine, that's not radical to put them out there. Get yeah, them out there in the third quarter, in the middle of the third quarter, not even like a one little quick series out, coming out of halftime. We got Herbert chucking to Eckler, and he's Eckler's breaking the Chargers receptions record. Great. When he then they say, and that breaks the record for single season Chargers receptions. Great. Go and take the ball, it's a special ball, and then take Eckler's helmet and hide it from him so he can't go back in the game, or hide it from his head coach, who will probably make one of the other players who sits on the bench put his helmet on, and so Eckler can go back in the game, but the helmet doesn't even fit. That's how bad Brandon Staley wants those players out there. Oh my God. I, I like Staley. I like talking to him. Got interviewed him a few times. I like that he's unapologetic and has his own style. I was sick to my stomach the idea that one of these Chargers could have had a season-ending injury before their playoff game. These aren't exactly the titanium Chargers. It seems like their roster is entirely made of glass and most of their tendons are made of paper mache. They have had a big, big, big bad run of injuries. This year, this decade, this millennium, that's just like the Chargers get players hurt a lot, just bad luck. So Staley's out there just blowing on the dice and leaving them in. People were screaming it. All right, 32-yard field goal for the Seahawks. This would get them to a position where they can make the playoff. This will end the Detroit Lions season. Lions fans, say a prayer. Get down and play the Injustice For All album. You need them to miss another field goal. And the kick is coming, just coming, Jason Myers. Oh, they iced by Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, you wily old SOB, icing him. That perfect timeout. All right, so they're gonna sit there. This is so fun because by the time you guys see this, it's gonna already happen because it'll come out in a little bit, but I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat right here. If he misses this, I'm gonna run around my house and my m- wife's gonna get so mad because it's bedtime upstairs. Should we move on to the Phil Luckett call of the day? We're waiting. How, this is Pete have any timeouts left? I, gotta, I don't wanna run and go see the TV because then I have to abandon my post here. All right, with Phil Luckett call the day, this, oh, the Seahawks won. All right, credit to the Seahawks. The Lions are done. They're off to never, never land. Man, what a season. I'm kind of heartbroken the Lions are out. Good for Pete, good for Gino. Seahawks win Detroit Lions live here on Kyle Spaceman basement eliminated. Which means now we play it forward. If the Packers beat the Lions Sunday Night Football at Lambeau, the Seahawks are out, the Packers are in. If the Lions upset the Packers, even though the Lions are done, the Seahawks are in the playoffs, and the Packers are out. I just I'm thinking about right now, Jared Goff, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, Aiden Hutchinson, all those coaches are somewhere in this like probably cold, barren Lambeau field. Visiting locker room in northern Wisconsin, and they just watch that kick go through, and their season's over, and they have to still play this game. And there's a lot of takes out there about, well, there's, have you seen these Lions? This is Dan Campbell's team. They'll still play hard. I was listening to Sirius Radio, NFL Radio, last week, and um, the host was saying the same thing. He's like, well, I think that this is the brand of the Lions. They will still give it their all to try to beat the Packers. And Charlie Weiss you know, the old Notre Dame head coach, you know Charlie Weiss, he just said he goes, well look, I mean, the coaches will still coach to win, but the players won't play to win. <laughs> I laughed driving in my car, listen to Charlie Weiss, he's like, no, they'll, emotionally they'll check out, they're not going to want to get injured, that game means nothing, <laughs> why do they need to do anybody any favors, and it's like, well they want to knock out the, the Packers, sure they do, but..." I, that was his take. He's like, the coaches will coach, and they'll call all the plays to win, but the players won't give it their all. <laughs> I was talking to Jason McCourty about that at Good Morning Football. He laughed his ass off, too. Phil Luck had called the day. The Steelers won today, um, but they needed all kinds of help, and the Steelers are eliminated. They are not joining the playoffs. So the uh, the Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season thing continues, but they are not in the playoffs. There was a terrible, terrible Just like to round out the regular season when we've had like seven of these. Another terrible roughing the passer call, our guy Cam Hayward of Omaha Productions um, sacked Deshaun Watson, didn't land on him, didn't hit him in the head, didn't hit him in the legs, just kind of like pulled him down roughly. 15-yard flag. (laughs) It was was almost like an SNL spoof of roughing the passer. You're in on the joke, right, aren't you? You're going to pick that up and say, I'm just kidding. No, it was 15 yards. I'm sure Cam will have a ton to say about it on not just football, which is of course, Ham's Pod on the Omaha Audio Network. Uh, but it was a terrible call, Phil Luckett would've been proud. Um, the fantasy season's kind of over, right? But we will still do the honor of giving you the River Craycraft fantasy thief of the day. Michael Jordan, scores for Carolina. Sounds perfect, doesn't it? The Panthers have an offensive lineman named Michael Jordan and Sam Darnold tried to do what he's been doing feel like every week this, this month, run for a touchdown gets hit, fumbles, and it's recovered by Michael Jordan. Uh, It's interesting that the guy's name would be Michael Jordan because since he was born in 1998, like Michael Jordan was probably the most famous person in the world in 1998. Um, So his parents definitely knew that that would be a thing to name your son Michael Jordan. But it's his father's middle name, actually. Uh, We interviewed him on Good Morning Football and he told us about it. So uh, it was Panthers Saints, both of which eliminated from the playoffs. I think Sam Darnold had 45 yards passing in this game and they still won on a walk-off field goal. So congrats to Carolina. Will they keep Steve Wilkes? We'll find out tomorrow. I think that they will not. Tomorrow the coaches get fired. I think um, I think Steve Wilkes is gonna be gone. I, don't, I would like to see him keep him. I usually like the interim guys. I think that uh, Lovey Smith will be gone. That's their second straight one-year-and-done head coach for the Texans. So these are just my predictions. Maybe by the time you're watching this, it's already been proven right or wrong. Cliff Kingsbury is an interesting one because miserable season, Kyler's injured, Kyler's going to come back, probably need a year to get back on top, like it's just, and you would think get rid of Cliff, I think they just went 4-13, and but Cliff just signed a brand new like guaranteed extension, they owe him a ton of money, so it's one of those things where if they fired Cliff Kingsbury for the next three, four years they would have to pay him so much money and it's just terrible business, so I don't know about Kingsbury, um, so we'll see tomorrow, it's not a fun day. The RIP my dog Tony Stark player Tweet of the day, which we have done all year in honor of our guy LaShawn McCoy, who tweeted that before the world had seen the Avengers movie and ruined the entire thing about Tony Stark at the end of it for the whole world. Uh, that's Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin, two minutes before kickoff. It was fun watching this game because Damar Hamlin was basically live tweeting it. And there he is, and it looks like he's with his mom and his dad, and they all got the three shirts on, and they're making the heart and. He was in a hospital bed and he's hooked up to the machines and they got the masks on. And he said, game time, Buffalo Bills with a blue heart. And then he's tweeting at Dawson Knox when he scores and that's my quarterback about Josh. You know, three or four days ago, uh, nobody knew if this guy was gonna make it. We thought we might lose this guy. We never thought, even if he survives this disaster, is he gonna be himself? Yeah, and he's tweeting out, takes and emojis, it was awesome. It was They were running them during the game on CBS, and that's by far the best tweet of the day. It's really, really cool, and we'll keep track of Demar Hamlin but the, really the whole world is. We have our line of the day, and every week we do this compliments of just an incredible one-liner from action stars of the late 80s and early 90s. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with this film, there's a little movie that I like to call Hard to Kill, and I like to call it that because that's really the title, because it's literal. Steven Seagal's character, Mason Storm, is hard to kill. It's difficult to kill him. Even if you're uh, Senator Vernon Trent, and your catchphrase on the political circuit is, uh, and you can take that to the bank. So once Mason Storm realizes that Senator Trent ordered the murder of his wife and child, um, he turns the tables on uh, his little line, and it's very dramatic. Goosebump city coming in hot. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. oh that still fires me up I, I suggest to this day that that was an ad-lib from Steven Seagal that they had it and he was just supposed to say I'm gonna take you to the bank Senator Trank Senator Trank bum 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 and then he's like uh, hey let me let me get one more take I got a thought here oh Steven are you sure we're moving on? no just one more I'm gonna take you to the bank Senator Trank blood back bum 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 the director's just like, oh, Steven, incredible. Where do you come up with this stuff? That's an amazing, amazing ad-lib. That's, that's going to be in the Oscar clip, and it certainly is. So the um, line of the week, the I'm going to take you to the Blood Bank, Senator Trent, line of the week, uh, comes from Trey White. Oh, my gosh. Trey White, who had a pick today uh, against New England and is uh, very close to DeMar Hamlin. They're both in the secondary, and he had talked a lot about... What the defensive back room was like in Buffalo, and Trey White got talking after the game. I mean, if you know Trey White, he's a great talker. He starts talking really fast, and he's very emotional. He can be very funny, um, but he had this to say after the win about his teammate Demar Hamlin. Demar is—he's one of the most resilient,
1: like honest and just pure people that I, that I've met, and um, it just shows what type of person he is. So. We got a text from DeMar uh, yesterday morning around 2.30, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2 30, 2.31 in the morning. And for him to text us, and what he said was, I'm thinking about y'all. I'm sorry that I did that to y'all. And for him to check on us when he's the person that's going through what he's going through, man, that just shows what type of person he is for him to check on us. In a situation like that, when he's the one that's going through it, so it just shows what type of person he is, and hopefully we can just get him back. I just, I just want to hug the out of him because in the in the meeting room he's sitting like two two seats two seats away from me, and uh, every time he comes in the meeting room, T <laughs> So I can't I can't wait to hear his voice and able to touch him and and just hug the shit. And, and hear that again so uh, we miss you man and uh, just get back to us but uh, it's been it's been a hard week it's been a hard week
0: sure has man that was awesome unbelievably awesome Josh said after the game that uh, DeMar broke down the team meaning you know when they, they say great job let's hand out game balls they gave uh, game balls to the training staff and to him and I, I think they had him on FaceTime and he said you know Bills on three or whatever it is they say it's really cool um, we should have Josh this week. Uh, we have not talked to him. We did not talk to him during what will be remembered as the Demar Hamlin week for obvious reasons, but uh, we should talk to him this week ahead of the wildcard playoff game. They did not get the bye. They did not get the number one seed. He will play this week. And um, if the Bills should advance to the AFC Championship game, and uh, they would host it if Kansas City gets knocked off in the divisional round, But if Kansas City does not and the Bills get there, then they will go to a neutral site. TBD neutral site, which I'm hearing is likely going to be Indianapolis, but we don't know. Imagine if it's Detroit and the Bills go to Detroit for the third time in one season. Very strange, but obviously huge business to take care of. That's two games away. They have to play the Dolphins in the wild card round. Pretty great matchup considering um, the Dolphins will again come to Miami or come to Buffalo where the conditions will not be great. I have no idea what the hell is going on with Tua or Teddy Bridgewater or anything like that. I just know that uh, they really scrape for points today against the Jets, and that is the Bills' wildcard opponent. And that is an easy um, Senator Trent line of the week. Let's get to what we call the Steve Latimer uh, place at the table team. Go on.
1: Starting defense, place at the table.
0: <laughs> it's the Jaguars. I mean, it's, it's the Jaguars right now. Can you believe the Jaguars are in the playoffs? It's really cool. Jaguars Chargers is an awesome playoff game. It's like Lawrence and Herbert, like these two built in a laboratory, six foot six, long flowing hair, rocket arms, all sinewy triceps. Like, that's a great game. Jaguars red hot. Chargers clinched it a week ago. I love that game. That could be one of the most exciting games we have in the wildcard round. Jags, Chargers and the fact that the Jags are there. The Jaguars, you know they lost to Denver this year? They lost to the Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos in Europe. And it was like, oh, the Jaguars are terrible. I, what the hell happened to them? And then they just turned it the hell around and they've come tearing down the stretch. Bing, 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 win, 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 win. It's awesome. And listen, I'm not going to say they're going to be this year's Bengals because the Bengals might be this year's Bengals. But best team, most built team, most talented team, hottest team. Hottest team right now. The Jaguars could easily knock off the Chargers and they're playing at home and Jacksonville's going to be all weird and hot and humid and they're going to be partying. That'll be great. Uh, But one more time, we would be remiss if we did not hit the uh, Catherine Martin lotion on its skin team that's down in a serial killer's dungeon award. It rubs the lotion on
1: its skin. It does this whenever it's told.
0: Have I mentioned this and have I asked this? How the hell did the Texans manage to win that game? Isn't it crazy that a team that terrible that can't win a game all year, suddenly when they should actually lose, are unbeatable? I mean, that pass that Davis Mills threw up at the end zone, what is that Colts player, I don't know who he was, some player just puts his hands up and goes right through it. Maybe the Colts are trying to lose. Maybe they know what time it is and he let it go right through his hands, because that's really the only other explanation. And Lovey just says, go for two, they go for it, they get it easily, and go for two. By going for two, you're getting the two. You're getting the number two pick so you better hope that the Bears absolutely fall in love with some defensive player that they have to draft number one overall otherwise the Bears are open for bleeping business we have Justin Fields we want to stay with him we are not drafting a quarterback there's not some pass rusher that we think is going to be the next Miles Garrett or Reggie White for that matter so somebody trade and get up to us and by the way Houston, if you want a quarterback, someone's gonna jump you to get the number one pick and get the quarterback you want. So in winning that game today, stupid, meaningless, means nothing game against the Colts, you now get the second pick of what quarterback you want or you can trade us everything you're worth and you can have the number one pick because great, you beat the Colts. Rub that lotion on the skin. It's time to predict the future, guys. Let's hit the Monday Take Buffet. All right, Uh, Bills, Team of Destiny. Yep, Damar Hamlin, Team of Destiny. They're just gonna ride this thing. That take will be out there. These are all the takes you're gonna hear tomorrow. Not even from me, just from people who have takes. It could be someone you watch on television. It could be your mailman. Um, I I actually am worried about the Bills next week. Not that I'm thinking they're gonna lose. I think next week's gonna be a very tough week because you rode the emotion this week. Very emotional crowd, very emotional locker room. And you come in against a familiar opponent at home and you just unleash all that emotion. Also, uh, next week against the Dolphins, it's probably likely they won't get two kick returns for touchdowns, which they really needed today. And there's this idea that you don't want to have an emotional letdown where it's like, oh, we expended all this emotion and it's finally we just got a little bit fried and we came up a little flat. And listen, you want to know some other takes? What are the Tua takes going to be this week? Where are we at with Tua? Because his team is playing a playoff game. This is a pretty big deal. And they don't really have a capable quarterback today. And then Bridgewater seems like his hand is banged up. And this is like what Tua was drafted for. He's playing the playoff game against the Bills. Is there going to be... Will they have the green light to play him medically? Can they play him after his second time in the protocol this year? And then there becomes an ethical thing about, yeah, the doctors say he's fine. He's cleared all the tests. And he is under contract and getting a game check. And it's a playoff game. So why don't we put him out there? And then this, like I said, ethical sort of common sense thing about, guys, have you seen the last couple games? Have you seen the last couple times he's been down? No, we're putting him on the shelf for the year. We are not going to have this happen on the field again. My God, let alone against Buffalo, too much. I don't know what's gonna happen with Tua. I really don't, but there'll be takes. I'm also looking for the Lamar takes to finally come out. It is my opinion that there is something in NFL media where I think people are a little reluctant to criticize Lamar, because Lamar is mercurial don't really know what's going on with Lamar a lot. And that started back in the draft when there was no combine, no 40 time, no agent. He goes to the back of the first round, then he blows up and he's incredible. And he's just been out for a while. And there's not a ton of details about why and there's even fewer details about when in terms of when he comes back. So here we are and Lamar it's like we we've kind of treaded water while you've been out for a while because we're well coached and we have good players but we gotta find a way to take out the Bengals. Are you gonna come in our knight in shining armor? I just, the, the Lamar takes, finally someone's gonna say, what the hell's going on with Lamar? And also, like, are they in business with him moving forward? Is he done with them? Are they done with him? Are they? Is there some sort of deep conspiracy theory where they're putting him on the shelf or putting him aside because they know they're done? I, I, I listen, I get a lot of dumb texts from a lot of dumb people, some of them my friends, some of them like NFL insiders, throwing around all kinds of stuff for Lamar. The Lamar stuff is brewing in this cauldron, and it might come out this week. Um, how about the Patriots? How about Belichick? They have a terrible record since Brady left. It's not good. They got, they've got they had three seasons now. Um, they've made the playoffs in one of them and got obliterated in the wildcard round. The other two, they did not make it. Brady's done really well moving on. He's in the playoffs for the third straight year. He won a Super Bowl. It's kind of strange, right? When he made the playoffs last year with a rookie quarterback, Belichick, I was like, "All right, listen, I was kind of doing that. He was Brady was holding up that tentpole thing, but you know the Belichick thing's awesome. He he got to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. It's a very difficult thing to do. And so what? They lost by a thousand points to the Bills. They were there, and they'll be there in the future, not this year. I don't think they were ever a very good team this year. Um, obviously I talked about the coaching getting, coaches getting replaced. Lot of text. There'll be a lot of Texans takes. I've already had a bunch of my here. What the hell is Lovey doing? And then there'll be this brush back to that about I respect what Lovey Smith did, and you should keep him on because of that, because he won. I'm in squarely in the what the hell is Lovey Smith doing thing. Um, again, another one. I, Chargers, Chargers, Jaguars, most competitive AFC playoff game. Otherwise, you got Dolphins, Bills. There should be a lot of that. I, I, listen, I would be stunned if the Dolphins can go up there with the backup or third string quarterback and beat the Bills in Buffalo. I'd be stunned. Ravens, Bengals, I need to know what's going on with Lamar. Dak Prescott is the worst quarterback in the NFC playoffs. Is that gonna be a take? Name one who's definitely worse. Brock Purdy looks great right now, Jalen Hurts. Go around the world, Daniel Jones, Kurt Cousins, are we gonna get Rodgers, are we gonna get Goff, Brady? (laughs) Is it gonna be Gino like the Cowboys? I kind of skipped them on the show today They look so bad today, especially on offense so bad. They are out there. They're playing because they know maybe we can get the one seed Um, When I came in here to do the show they had six points Dak wasn't hitting anything they were losing to the the Commanders and their neophyte quarterback or they're just ushering out there to try you want to get like a tune-up right get a little sweat a few touchdown drives, and oh, the Eagles are winning. All right, so just get the players out. Just awful, awful. Now, I will say, in last year's season finale, I think they put up 50 points to enter the playoffs, and they still had a complete meltdown against the 49ers. So this is trying the opposite approach. Is any part of you confident whatsoever that the Cowboys are even going to win one playoff game? Um, they lost 26-6 today to the Commanders, playing a rookie quarterback in his first ever start. Six? You scored six? I saw they were, they were all playing. I mean, it was most of them I anyway. Mean, it was Zeke and Dak and CD and like, those guys were out there and they scored six points. <laughs> Are you a Cowboys fan? Are you ready? Are you ready for the Cowpocalypse if they lose? Oh man. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Guys, this was fun. We had a, We had a live ending to a game. We can watch Lions Packers now. When you're watching this for the first time, it's probably going on. Thank you for joining me. Watch it on your phone while you watch Sunday Night Football. I love you. I will see you tomorrow. We will get Josh this week. Obviously, a thousand things to talk about from what happened in the last week with Buffalo to what's coming up this week with Buffalo. I doubt he's watched Boogie Nights, which is the last film I assigned him. I doubt it. Maybe we'll flip the tables during playoff season. I'll take a little burden off him. Maybe he can assign me movies. We'll talk about it. Until then, like I said, thank you. Love you. Please see yourself out through the garage over that way. Close the door on your way out. We'll see you tomorrow.